This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined with a longtime favorite, and I'm so excited that she's back on with us, Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Yay, I'm back. <laughs> you know, Steve, I've been with you from the start. We've been doing this from the start. Literally week be, one. It's almost like we should be married, Steve. We've been doing this so long. <laughs> we should be. It, week one, you were, you were, when we posted our first, you know, back in the day when we first launched, uh, we would publish just once a week. And it was like five, six, seven articles, but all at once. And you were in that very first batch of articles that we published. Right. And oh. I think when we launched the podcast, if you weren't the first, first person on the podcast you were definitely the second you you were definitely like the second person or third person i mean you were right there so yes you've (laughs) been there we're growing up we're growing up together steve we're growing up together been there every step of the way and so i am so excited to have you back on and you know it's been so long and we probably have all these new listeners who um may not have heard you before so let me give a little background Uh, Trina has a doctorate in human sexuality. Uh, She's an international speaker and offers lots of really great, um, well thought out and uh, scientifically backed up sex information on her website, Best Sex Tips Ever. And she has recently started incorporating um, experts from all over North America who are contributing to her site. So tons of really great information on there and i uh beg of you to go visit her website it's bestsextipsever.com uh trina is also the author of till sex do us part um and then i'll get into some other information on how you can follow trina later on uh but so before i do that uh we have an exciting conversation today uh we're going to talk about sex addiction uh, whether or not it's a real thing, whether it's not a real thing. And Trina and I were talking about this offline a bit because um, the last week or the week before, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, um, Newsweek ran a cover story about, quote, the sex addiction epidemic in America. And, uh, you know, that got, you know, I'm a subscriber. I'll just put that out there. And I read the article and I was... I was really disappointed because it didn't have a single voice in the entire feature. And this is the cover story. It didn't have a single voice saying that it wasn't an addiction or even that it was um, up for debate. And, of course, the person who coined it as an epidemic was somebody who runs uh, sex addiction uh, facilities as well as they have a book to sell on sex addiction. So... It's no wonder that he was calling it an, an epidemic, but I think it was um, very um, 
not very good on Newsweek's part to, to just put that out there without telling a full story. So here we are to tell a full story, Trina. So before uh, we get into the nuances of this uh, topic, what is sex addiction? If you take a look at what the websites are posting, uh, sex addiction is, and I'm going to read this, is a persistent and escalating pattern or patterns of sexual behaviors acted out despite increasingly negative consequences to self or others. So basically, you know, you a good example is a man starts watching porn on his internet and all of a sudden that porn turns into hardcore porn. He's watching it more often and all of a sudden he cannot get off of his computer. He can't go to work. He can't no. He can no longer be functional in his relationship. He would rather watch porn than have uh, sex with his partner. So you know he is focused entirely. His life is completely taken over by watching porn on his internet. So it, it's escalating, and it all and it it all has a lot of negative consequences to his life in general. So that you know that would be what people are now terming as sex addiction. Okay. And I, um, a while back, when Tiger Woods had his affair, or when it came out that his about his affair, one of the affairs, and he went into the sex addiction rehab, um, I spoke with another hitched expert who also talked about um, how people who suffered from sex addiction would take everything... Um, they wouldn't consider anything else other than fulfilling that need that they had, which so that was, you know, having unprotected sex, uh, sex with strangers, like all sorts of things, uh, putting it above and beyond, like you just mentioned, above your career, above your family, above your friends, all that stuff. So with all that being said... And the thing, the thing about Tiger Woods, which is really interesting, is if, like, if you take a look at the sex addiction definition, definition and <laughs> model... Tiger Woods does not fit under a sex addict simply because he, he's out there playing golf, he's practicing every day, he's functioning, he's functioning at a very high level, and uh, you know he, he's, he might have made some very poor decisions um, about what he's doing sexually, but if, he, if we're going straight out of what a sex addict is, then Tiger Woods does not meet the sex addict. Uh, definition and model. So I think it's just, and then and the thing is, like he's the poster boy now for what a sex addict is, and I don't even think he's a sex addict. So I just think it's like completely screwy the way the media is completely distorting. And I think this is the this is the key, and this is the problem, Steve, is the media that they've latched on to the brand new great headline that's going to sell papers, it's going to sell ads, and they are running with it, whether they are being with it or not they don't care and like this is the sad part about it because they like it's not about educating people it is not about helping people and they don't I don't even think they care if other people have a sex addiction so-called sex addiction they just want to sell papers they just want to sell their ads and that's they're just looking at the bottom line yeah. and that is the problem that's the problem Steve so there's there are some people out there who are are struggling with some, you know, some things in their life that could be to do with sex, and it's completely being distorted by what the media is putting out there. And Tiger Woods is the perfect example. So, I mean, I first off, I I agree with you. I don't believe 
Tiger Woods has a sex addiction. But one of the um, one of the classic traits of somebody who's an addict is somebody who jeopardizes you know everything to fulfill that need. And I guess it could be argued that Tiger Wood, uh, you know, he started playing crappy golf not necessarily because of his you know, quote unquote sex addiction. But I mean, he lost sponsors. He lost, you know, probably hundreds of millions of dollars in endorsements. He lost all sorts of stuff because of the information that came out about his affair. Um, But really you're saying that is just a consequence of really just having an affair and not because he was so afflicted with some sort of sexual desire that he couldn't go out into the golf course and perform. Right. Yeah, well, I think, you know, like, he got caught, and shame <laughs> on him. And, yeah. like, you know, he he did he made some really bad decisions. But if you take a look at his, his background, he's, he's had handlers all around him, you know, all of his life, 24-7. And I don't know if he does know how to make good decisions. And, I mean, his ego must be ginormous. So, you know, just those two things there, you know, making a good decision about having an affair, uh, you know, uh, doing these things behind his wife's back. He probably didn't have those good decision-making skills. So, I, like, and I really don't think this is about the sex. Like, the Tiger Woods thing, I don't think it's about the sex. I think it's about poor decision-making. Like, if he made poor decision-making in his finances, so he went and, you know, gambled all his money away, um, like, we'd be, you know, it wouldn't be as titillating as as if he was a you know a sex addict or a so-called sex addict you know if he if he was an alcoholic or if he was smoking uh, uh, cigarettes you know three packs a day these are all kinds of addictions right alcohol addictions cigarette mm-hmm. addiction but you know they aren't as titillating as him having an affair on his wife on his beautiful wife who had these two beautiful kids I mean I mean it's just I mean it's the perfect storm of of opportunity for the media and like I don't want to keep going on about this but I think it does it really does show us how the media takes over on what people are thinking. You know, the thing is, Steve, there still is no evidence, there is zero evidence that such a thing as sex addiction exists. So there's no uh, scientific backing. I mean, I know that they've, they've discovered that in the brain, that they, you know, that they can trigger the same things as other addictions, but it is still not being been proved. And the thing that I find so interesting about this whole thing is, mm-hmm. you know, if you take a look at the history books, 2,000 years ago, there were all, there were things in there that we see in today. So, you know, 2,000 years ago, you see men complaining that women didn't want sex. You see that there was a struggle about homosexuality, you know, so that, you know, homosexuality existed, it was there, there were people were struggling with it. You know, there was people having affairs, there were all these things that we are dealing with now, the difference is this idea of sex addiction, that, that is having too much sex, never, ever popped up until 1986 when somebody said, oh, and by the way, by the way, Steve, it was a religious person. Go figure. <laughs> a religious person said, oh, we, some, we are having too much sex. And if you take a look at what the sex addiction model is, it's really based around you know, are you doing things within a heterosexual monogamous relationship? So if you went online now and you took the sex addiction test, if you've done anything outside of heterosexual monogamous sex, so if you, let's say you decided to um, take a, you know, um, use a sex worker one night, or let's say you decided to look at pornography on the internet, 
or you know more than once. Let's say that you um, wanted to do a little BDSM, you know, bondage. Mm-hmm. Let's say you wanted to do something like that. Like these, if you did something like that, you could be honest to goodness, you could be considered a sex addict. So I know a lot of people who have done things that are a little outside the box of heterosexual monogamous sex. Go online, take the test, and yes, Bob's your uncle. They <laughs> came out as a sex addict. So you get a person who's not really educated about sex, has all these messages we we have about sex, who's aren't, who really isn't able to articulate about you know their sexual needs because there is like in our society, especially in North America, there is a profound misunderstanding around sexuality. It's and it's it's and so people go online, they think, oh my gosh, you know, I think there's something wrong with me. I I like to be spanked. Is there something wrong with that? They go online, they take the test, and oh my gosh, I'm a sex addict. You know, I know three people personally personally uh-huh. who I who are fine people you know they, they've done some they may have made some bad decisions poor decisions um, they went on and took the online test and now they are convinced that they are a sex addict and you know like I, I think that this has done far more harm than anything else so another thing that I'm seeing a lot of is you know, wives who are not happy about their partner, their male partner, looking at online pornography. You know, I can, and I really get that, you know, even the most confident gal, if your guy is looking at pornography on the computer, it can shake you up. And, and we don't have the words in our society to work through these type of issues. Like, you know, just saying, you know what, I'm uncomfortable, I, you know, I don't feel good enough, and, and trying to work through those issues. So instead of working through it, Steve... They put a label on like, oh, I, I think he's becoming a sex addict. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, it's, it's becoming a quick fix. And, 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 you know, the thing about the sex addiction model, curing yourself, is about, you know, a 12-step program. And the thing about the 12-step program is when you walk in and say, hi, I'm Steve and I'm a sex addict. You know, there's no, um, there's no diagnosis to what the actual problem might be. So the person might be com- obsessive consultant compulsive about sexuality and it might be ruining their life but there i can guarantee you steve i can guarantee that there's other stuff going on in their life that is leading to that destructive behavior Mm. that really has nothing to do with sex so when they walk into the 12-step program they're going there to be you know you know accepted and helped but they're not getting the proper treatment that they might need and so that this whole idea of treating somebody with an obsessive compulsive behavior is completely wrong. And, and, so, and, and the other thing that just strikes me as so ironic is the majority of people who are psychotherapists or psychologists or therapists or family counselors, they don't have a proper background in sexuality. So you can slap up, you can say that you are a sex therapist and not have really any training in sex therapy. And, and a lot of psychologists have very little to no training in sexuality. So people are going to them with their deepest, darkest secrets about sex. And they really don't have any idea other than what they know themselves or what they've learned themselves about sex. Which is, and so people are coming with these huge issues like sex addiction, and the person's really not even educated properly about it. So, like, don't you just think so, that this whole model of sex addiction is just completely out of control? So, uh, one of the really interesting things you wrote an article a while back before it was really even a hot topic, actually. Um, and you, one of the I think profound statements you made in that article. Um, 
was there's really no definitive uh, statement on what normal sexual behavior is. It it varies, and so and and you brought this up about um, you know anything basically outside the missionary position can be deemed um, out there, and so. In order to you want to know what's really interesting about that article I wrote? I, I wrote it for my local newspaper, and I said, here are some normal sexual behaviors, and I put some normal sexual behaviors in. And my editor, who, lovely lady, my editor, she <laughs> said, you know, I went to my, uh, news, my news guys, and I said, are these normal sexual behaviors? And they said, oh, I don't think so. So she took, a, she took these normal sexual behaviors out. So I was, at, like, so normal sexual behaviors were you know, de- deemed by a news group who doesn't have any backing in sex. Like, they have no idea. They just are like, oh, I don't think so. And it was taken out of my article. So if you, like, like we just look at how when you're trying to educate the people about, you know, good sex, you know, good sex and what is normal sex, like, it's being edited out by these people who have no training in sexuality. It is such a frustrating thing, Steve. I cannot tell you. So that, you know, that was, that was taken out. In yeah. in my local newspaper about what is you know what what is normal sexual behavior. So so with all all the stuff that we've been talking about, um, putting it you know in a concise manner, why don't you believe there's such a thing as sex addiction? I think that, that there are some people who have obsessive compulsive behaviors towards sex, and that. It is getting in the way of them functioning as a as a person. So it, they can no they can no longer work. It they can no longer have a relationship. They can no longer have friends because they are obsessively compulsive, obsessive and compulsively masturbating, using sex workers. You know, having unsafe sex. I think I think there are people out there, but but I also know that those people are few and far between. I have been doing this, Steve, for well over 10 years and I think I might have met one maybe one person out of and I meet a lot of people and everybody tells me about their sex and I have met one person who might fit that description I'm kind of iffy on it so I think the problem is is you know that we're taking something that's very very serious called an addiction into sexuality and we're completely distorting it there is no scientific evidence to say that this sort of thing exists and if you look at who is backing, who is paying for all of this information about the so-called sex addiction, it usually is funded by Christian or religious institutions who really are dogmatic as it is with people's sexuality. So I think that there's, I think, you know, it might come to light in 10 years, Steve, that in fact our brains are hardwired and some of us are going to have sex addictions my feeling is it's not that way, and I and I also and I feel that we are doing ourselves so much harm by you know just if somebody says you know oh there's there you know in 1986 somebody said oh there's such a thing as a sex addiction and everybody didn't argue they just said okay oh it's a sex addiction and 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 everybody just goes along with it because you know and it and it makes for fun headlines like um, you know, Tiger Woods and you know everybody all these other celebrities and so. You know, I think, so, I think I mean, it, you know if people, if people really want to have a healthy sexuality, if they want to have a good relationship with their partner, I think that we need to just take this idea of 
of sex addiction and, and put it in the garbage because it's it's really not true. Okay. It's 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 just it, you know, and and I think it's doing a lot more harm than it is doing doing people any good. So so I mean, you you know when when people are having sex. Um, you know the the brain does release a whole bunch of chemicals and stuff, and you know there are all sorts of chemical dependencies. So you don't believe then that that release of of endorphins and dopamine and whatever else is being released um, can be addictive. Then is that I mean are, are you know what I, I mean? Think the mo- majority, the majority. I'll go back to what I said before. The majority of people have the proper checks and balances in place to say, you know what, um, I'm getting a, a rush of endorphins from having sex, and you know the, you know, being having unprotected sex is really exciting and it's dangerous, and you know, like I, you know, it's all that. I think most people have the checks and balances to say, hmm, this isn't right. Like you know, I know that I'm not supposed to have unprotected sex. I know that this behavior isn't correct. And there are some people who don't have those checks and balances who, you know, are, are going out and being harmful to themselves and to the people around them. But as I said, they are few and far between. I bet you, Steve, in your lifetime, you probably will not meet a sex addict because, like, they, I'm, they are out there. But they are they're very few and far between, and you know, like, and, and the thing is, so like, so we're we're taking this 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 really isolated segment of the population, and we're blanketing it to you know the majority of the population. Anybody who has so so people who truly feel that their sexuality is out of control, um, you're saying that they, you know. For them, they they might be making bad choices, or they might have compulsive behaviors, uh, but but they don't have a sex addiction. I, well, I do. I think if you feel that you're if you you feel that you are out of control sexually, then you really got need to go see somebody. I, I wouldn't like. I know somebody who felt they had a sex addiction, who went to a twelve step program, who got a lot of comfort and solace from that twelve step program. And by the way. Um, they turned religious, and most people who are in 12-step programs turn religious, but that's just a side note. So he got a lot of comfort from that group. Uh, did it help him? I'm not too sure, but mm-hmm. but if you really feel like your sex is out of control, then you gotta need to, you need to go see a qualified sex therapist. Not necessarily a psychologist. You need to go to somebody who understands and is educated in the area of sexuality because they will be able to start you know, helping you dissect those issues that are leading you to be compulsive and obsessive with sex. I, I, I contend and I believe you know, strongly that, it's, that people have other issues going on in their life and sex, they're just taking it out with the sex. It's similar to this idea of anorexia you know people it's not a anorexia is not a food issue it's a control issue it's just coming out in the food and not not eating the food i feel like sex, sex this idea of sex addiction is the same thing where other things are happening in the person's life and they're taking it out on the sex so um yeah i, I don't I, I think if a person really feels that they are out of control then they do need to go see somebody perhaps a 12-step program will give them some comfort um, but do they have a sex addiction? I doubt it. So really, it's like people people might be making bad choices. People might be putting uh, their their lives or families at risk, their careers at risk, um, and they might have a and you know people do have real issues, but it's just not under the blanket of a sexual addiction. So 
what can someone do? And you talked about the twelve step program. What what can they do if they feel they they do have a sexual addiction? Well, like I said, Steve, I think they need to go. They need to seek out a qualified sex therapist, somebody who's educated in in the field of sexuality, who's really going to understand. Because when you go to somebody, there's a lot of shame that that goes along with with saying, you know, I I went to this this party and I had unprotected sex with 10 people. I mean, there's a lot of shame that goes along with admitting that kind of stuff. And when you go to a, a person who's, you know, educated in, in the, the, and has a background in sex, it, the, it takes the shame away. And, you know, and it's more that, okay, so this is, this is what you've done. Now what, let's get to the heart of things and let's figure this out and move forward. So um, you know, that would be my best advice, to find somebody who's, educated and you can just move you can just figure it out quickly and then start moving forward with you know reversing that behavior okay um and so do you have do you have information on your website if somebody's seeking out more than what we've just discussed today I actually I don't I don't I don't I have very there's very actually you know what I do Steve there is a a really good video by Dr. Marty Klein, that's on my website, and it's about sex addiction. And he gives his, you know, ideals around sex addiction and why it's become the, the phenomena it has, especially in the U.S. And, I, you know, I think it's a really good overview of, of why there, is, there really isn't such a thing as sex addiction. And, you know, he's, and the thing is, I think the thing that's important, you just watch, Steve, when you watch any video or any documentary about sex addiction and they are uh, interviewing an authority, um, like a person, a sexologist or a sex therapist or somebody who's got a lot of notoriety in that area, they will not call it an addiction. Mm -hmm. They will call it an obsessive compulsive behavior. They, like because there is no you know as far as we are concerned there is no such thing as a sex addiction as it stands right now it it it, it isn't real it, it, so I and just, so Dr. Marty Klein, so Dr. Mar, Dr. Marty Klein doesn't call it uh, a sex addiction and he disputes this idea of a sex addiction and it's on my website and that's a really long explanation for a very <laughs> short question and I should um, mention um, that the American Psychiatric Association produces a book every year called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM, and yeah. it is not listed. Sex addiction is not listed. Yeah, they went. The they went. The people. The people for sex addiction went against. It went hard to get it in the DSM. Went yeah. hard, 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 and there's just not enough evidence to put it in the DSM. Yeah. That's like if that isn't the if that isn't a statement of you know is there such a thing as sex addiction? I don't know what is. And to but, be uh, to, to be fair though, um, you know, trying to be a trying to trying to play this down the line a little bit, you know, alcoholism for example was not included for a really long time and now it is and so things go yeah. in and out of the DSM um, but like you said people are throwing this sex addiction blanket across America calling it an epidemic with <laughs> with our sexuality and it's not even there's no evidence to support anything of that nature yeah and you know and, and you're right Steve homosexuality was in the DSM up until 1974 so you know the, the DSM isn't the holy grail of you know what it is but it, I mean it's it's a good indicator, but you're right. Just because it's not in there doesn't mean it's not real. But I think that, I mean, that's just evidence, though, that when people shouldn't just see a headline and take it as, you know, gospel, they should, 
you know, to <laughs> spinning it back into the religion thing, uh, they should actually, you know, do a little research themselves and listen to educated people like yourself, Trina, who know, yeah, you know, know what, what they're talking Steve, about. I honestly, I honestly feel like I'm the person sitting in the corner with the one drum, just beating the drum, and like <laughs> I'm all by myself because it seems like I'm the only one saying out there, you know what, you know, I don't really think this exists, and. And everybody else is on the, the sex addiction bang, bandwagon, so uh, what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> well, we can do this podcast and uh, spread it with the world, and hopefully uh, people will uh, help share this information. So um, on that note, Trina, I think it's going to do it for us this week. So thank you so much for your time. It's you know, it's always oh, Steve, a Steve, I always love having a chat with you. Always. Um, so I want to remind everybody listening, you are listening to Dr. Trina Reed, who has a doctorate in human sexuality. She knows what she's talking about. She is also an international speaker and offers uh, free sex tips on her website, bestsextipsever.com. And she also, as she mentioned, has tons of other really great qualified experts who contribute to the site regularly. Um, it's updated daily, so check it out. Um, she, Trina is the author of Till Sex Do Us Part. Uh, you can find her and follow her on Twitter at Dr. Trina Reed. Um, as you guys know, I am on Twitter at Hitched Media. Uh, you can find us and follow us both on Facebook. Uh, mine is uh, facebook.com slash hitched. And uh, Trina, is yours just slash Dr. Trina Reed? Trina, or? Trina Reed. Trina, Trina Reed. Reed. There yeah. you go. Trina Reed. And if uh, you can't remember that, I know we link to it from our page. So uh, and of course, you can read all of Trina's really great articles, uh, listen to past podcasts, and uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for us this week. So um, thank you one last time, Trina. It's always a pleasure, and I hope to do this again very soon. Me too. Okay. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples. Hey everybody, this is Steve Cooper once again. I want to thank you so much again for downloading this latest episode. Uh, but I want to highlight something for you if you aren't already using it. Uh, we have recently joined the Stitcher Smart Radio Network. And essentially what you can do is download this really cool free app and it will automatically download the latest episodes of the Hitched Podcast as well as any other podcast that you have for the most part in your uh, iTunes library and they will automatically sync and be waiting for you when you're ready. Um, so how do you, how do you get this app? You go to stitcher.com slash hitched, uh, enter the hitched promo code when you are doing your registration the registration is really simple, really easy, and it's free. Um, enter hitched wherever you can. Uh, you will be automatically entered just by registering for a hundred dollars worth of a ca uh, in a cash card that's randomly selected each month. The Hitched podcast will be already waiting for you in your favorites list. You can make your own radio stations with it. Um, 
it is a great way to uh, listen to your favorite podcasts. I, I, you know, I have all my favorite podcasts. It's a great way to listen to your favorite podcasts, um, not just the Hitch podcast on the go. It also saves memory on your phone and new episodes are always there waiting for you. You don't have to sync. You don't have to plug your phone in. It's just there. So again, I want to remind you, uh, download the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's really cool. It's extremely convenient and it's free. And just remember to enter the promo code HITCHED after you've downloaded it. You can find it in the iTunes store or you can go to stitcher.com hitched. Until next time, thanks again.